Welcome back to Key Messianic Prophecies, a podcast brought to you by Telios, a private 501c3 nonprofit foundation dedicated to the research and accurate teaching of the Bible, founded by Bill and Jeanette Stewart. On this episode, we will focus on Psalms 22 and 23. Uh, now, Psalm 22 is easily one of the more well-known Messianic Psalms due to the fact that the words of this psalm are on the lips of Christ when he is on the cross. Uh, Read in the context of the preceding psalms, we find that Psalm 20 gives assurance that God will save his anointed king. And this is uh, a salvation that the king rejoices in back in Psalm 21. Yet when Psalm 22 begins... Uh, It does so with a complaint about God's apparent abandonment, uh, as well as his seeming neglect uh, of this king's salvation. And for about 22 verses, it appears that God has abandoned his king to these uh, numerous enemies that surround him that he has displayed before. However, we find at the end of Psalm 22 that the Lord does, in fact, answer the cries of the king. And the suffering that the Messiah endures in Psalm 22 uh, leads to his glorious resurrection in Psalm 23, providing an answer to the Messiah's apparent death in the preceding psalm. Now, the tendency with regard to the Psalter Uh, is to divide it up and to tackle each psalm individually, more or less. Uh, For example, Psalm 23, uh, a very well-known psalm that has even worked its way into uh, popular culture. It's not uncommon to find this song quoted in a movie or a television series, uh, usually at a scene of a funeral. (laughs) And... uh, This is most likely because of this seemingly vague reference to the the shadow of death, whatever that is. Uh, And and more than this, we also have a tendency to look upon Psalm 23 as clear and tangible proof that God is interested in plucking his people from bad life circumstances or tough situations. Uh, However, when taken together in the context of the Psalter itself, we see that Psalms like 22 and 23 are virtually inseparable. One flows very logically into the other. The themes, metaphors, and ideas conveyed in one morphing and finding deeper nuance and texture in the other. So as a result, we find that the king's confidence in the Lord's deliverance in Psalm 23 directly sets up the subsequent eschatological entrance into God's eternal city in Psalm 24, wherein the formerly deceased king is joined by a company of his people. So remember that the Jewish messianic expectation and the eschaton, the end, uh, are inseparable ideas. Uh, These people got their notions of what the Messiah was supposed to be uh, from the Old Testament. Uh, which linked the two very closely together. It's one of the things that surprised them very much uh, about how Jesus conducted himself while on earth. They had uh, very specific ideas of of what 
uh, the Messiah was supposed to be with regard to the end. Uh, and here in the Psalms, we find clear and tangible evidence for this future-oriented work of the Messiah. Uh, so it is actually quite an error in interpretation to try and pull what is promised eschatologically back into the present. So to go back to our example, it's not quite accurate to say that Psalm 23 promises deliverance from every bad life circumstance or tough situation. Um, on an individual microscopic scale. It doesn't. However, uh, what it does anticipate is a day when the resurrected Messiah enters into glory uh, with those who follow him. Uh, so it could be said this way, forget a bad life circumstance. The worst life circumstance, death, has been defeated here. Uh, and, and people are being reconciled uh, with their creator because of the work of this, uh, this resurrected Messiah figure. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Key Messianic Prophecies. On the next episode, we will take a look at Psalm 45.